0: hello 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 what's going on wagwan everyone konichiwa my friends it is i your buddy mortimer magic Main, greeting you good day and happy 80s day from the House lounge <laughs> yes that's right you heard right it is 80s day and i love to talk in my 80s computer voice <laughs> I just think that shit is hilarious, alright? You know why I can do that though? Because I lived a uh, man. I lived like seven years in the 80s, okay? So, uh. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> okay. Yes, it is 80s day. The track that we're gonna listen to is not recorded in the 80s though but whatever we're not rigid here like that okay before we get into the music let's talk about a quick shout out to our movie of the day the movie that we list, that we watched earlier while we were setting up it was 300 the story of the Spartan uh, defense against the Persian invasion whatever 2800 years ago Um, inspired by the graphic novel by Frank Miller like Frank Miller stuff like the movie 300 pretty historically accurate too. came out in 2007 I think um, with using some new I don't know filmmaking techniques that kind of really make it look like a, a comic book a graphic novel so that was pretty cool I'll give it a recommend I bet you everybody's seen it if you haven't seen it you should definitely see it if you've only seen it once You know, maybe you can watch something else, but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. If you like action, man, that's that's the one for you, right? (laughs) Okay, moving on, Uh, let's talk about my grandma for a minute. Grandma! (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Chill out, everyone. Chill out. What up, though, grandma? Today is an especially lucky day because once again, I get to play one of my all-time favorite songs, okay? So not only is it the best uh, song on this album in my opinion, it's the best of this band in my opinion, and it is also one of my all-time favorites. Okay, we're still in the B's. Today is B Blondie Part 4. Possibly the final time. I think this is my last Blondie record other than the greatest hits. Mm, last blocky, Blondie record that I'm gonna play. I don't think I'm gonna play anything from the Hunter. Okay, <laughs> that one goes out to all the uh, Blondie heads out there. Like mind you, Biznatch. Okay, yes, this album, my album today, is Eat to the Beat. Came out in 1979. Okay, so that's pre-80s people. <laughs> Just kidding, I only said that joke because it's 80s day today. I think you probably got that. <laughs> Alright, so this album had three singles. This was their fourth studio album. So these guys have been already been around. Apparently there was a lot of drug use going on in the studio during the recording of this album. So, you know, whatever with that. Take that for what it's worth. But check this out. And it ended up being one of their most popular and one of their most famous um and once again so many of the critics back then were just like ah you know like not ambitious or whatever these goofs uh. okay so the three singles were in order dreaming union city blue and atomic this album is pretty cool because i learned today that it has 12 songs on it Each to the beat has 12 songs And as a promotion, promotional, I guess, package put together by the band and the record company in anticipation of the album's release, there was a music video made for every single song on this album. And they compiled all those into a 12 video VHS tape that was uh, available in 1979. So, how cool is that? So, if you know this album, every single song. On it has a video out there somewhere so I encourage you to go check that out because I think that's pretty neat. Okay so here comes a Blondie story and I guess this is my favorite Blondie story because I think this is basically my only Blondie story. This is a story of when I was lucky enough to see Blondie in 2014 I believe. They were playing at like uh, an outdoor festival that I went to And I went with my friend, Sean. And at that time, I was still in the Navy. And Sean was in the Army. And Sean really wasn't a fan of the band at all. But he was a fan of going to, you know, see bands play and get hammered. This dude, my friend Sean. (laughs) I would smell, smell booze on this guy's uniform. I was like, Sean, man, you gotta ease up, man. You gotta ease up on the booze. I don't know if he did or not. What up, Sean, though, if you're still out there. So... We show up at the show and it is during the summer, massive crowd, okay? And uh, the only band playing that day that I wanted to see was Blondie. So we're kind of waiting and like we're positioned, and I have a, a pretty good vantage point of the stage. But it's at that moment where, you know, the band is probably about to go on in like 10 minutes that we realize we're out of booze. So I was like, hey, Sean, I'll tell you what, man, I'll stay here. I will anchor this spot, take my credit card, go get us, um, you know, two drinks because he could only carry two. And he was like, all right, I'll do it. But he's like, but wait a minute, Morty. Like, how am I supposed to find you when I get back? And here's some science for your kids. This is is what you can do if you're in a, a huge group of people and you want to be able to locate your friend you got one friend stake out the spot, right? And then if you're just like, okay, I'll be back in about like 20 minutes In 18 minutes, that friend simply raises their hand up in the air and holds it there Demonstrating a beacon, you know, that all can see Because you're going to be the only one standing there with your hand raised up And then your friend from a far distance away can see you And they can start moving towards you, okay? If that doesn't work, because some people are like, ah, like I don't want to look like a weirdo just like standing there with my hand up. Some people really care about, you know, what perfect strangers think of them. So here's the other technique in use. I like to refer to as echo location. It's kinda like sonar. You're in a huge group, right? You've lost your friends. No one's has their hand raised up. You don't know where they are. Go like this. Try to make a sound like this. As loud as you can, that's it. That like one half second of sound as loud as you can. It sounds like a sonar ping. The idea is your friend who's in the crowd will hear it and return the sound like this. Ah! And you keep doing that and moving closer towards each other based on the echolocation. Okay, there's a hot tip for you. In real life during this story, I was like, all right, Sean, I'll stand here with my hand up. All right. He's like, all right. So he takes off. And I stand there and it's all good. I'm like really excited for, uh, you know, to see Debbie Harry in real life. So I'm standing there with my hand up and the band starts playing and uh, they're going through songs, you know. And I'm like, wow, well, okay, like Sean's not back yet. And then uh, they're about halfway through the set, you know, I'm standing there. I put my arm down for a bit, like to rest, you know, the right side to put my left one up, you know. Because I, I realized that the beacon is important for him to see. You know what? Otherwise, there's no way he's going to find me. And he's got my credit card and my drink, right? And I'm thirsty, okay? They play the entire set. And <laughs> Sean is nowhere to be found. And I'm just like, jeez, man. And then to top it all off. I mean, I'm still enjoying the show, right? But uh, to top it all off, they're like, okay that was our last song and Sean still hadn't showed up and they hadn't played my favorite song yet the one we're gonna hear right now and then you know what boom encore they come back out and then they play this Yeah, so there I am, you know, feeling just like you are right now after that amazing song, one of the best songs of life, live performance, and uh, you know it's all good, even though there was no Sean, and uh, it wasn't until the next day, like at work on base, you know, I was like, "Sean, man," and he says to me, "He's like, yeah, man, what happened?" And I was just like, "What do you mean, what happened?" <laughs> where's my credit card man he's like oh yeah like yeah i was wondering why i had this in my back pocket i was like how'd you get home man he's like oh last thing i remember is being on the bus i was just like jeez man i was like did you ever even buy the drinks and he was like what drinks i was like holy smokes i can't believe this guy was this hammered and i didn't realize anyways that's my blondie story <laughs> i hope you like it man it's pretty awesome okay Um, yeah, so I didn't mention it before because I wanted to bust into it like that. But that is track one, side one, which, you know, as I've discussed, is always the best place to put your banger. Apparently, I learned today that this song was inspired by Dancing Queen. And I was like, hmm, ain't that some shit? Isn't that the song I played uh, when we had our one ABBA episode? I'm pretty sure it was. And, uh, dreaming. (laughs) Which was the name of the song that we just listened to, in case you didn't know. <laughs> that song was written by Debbie Harry and her then partner Chris Stein. Chris Stein said, yeah, we basically just totally ripped off Dancing Queen. I was like, what? I was like, I was like how, how have I not made this connection before? How have I not noticed this? But apparently that's, that's the straight dope. Check this out. I thought this was really cool. This song, this version that we just heard, the studio version was recorded live in the studio. So all the, all the uh, musicians playing at once. The way it usually goes is each musician will lay down a single track with that one instrument that they play. So there'll be a drum track, a guitar track, a bass track, a vocal track, you know, and then those are all layered on top of each other. And that's how you can basically make a perfect song but these guys they just played it all together just like what they would live on stage and that's the way it sounded that's how good it sounded can you imagine isn't that crazy it gets even better because apparently according to the drummer clem burke who is widely acknowledged as one like the best actual technical musician in the band and uh, I think Clem went on to be like a studio drummer like he, he This guy keeps the time man. He keeps time like Kronos, you know what I'm saying? And Clem said that the first time they laid down that track He just thought it was gonna be like a run-through like a rehearsal so he was just going bananas on the drums like wilding out with the solos and everything and uh, He expected all that to be cut out <laughs> from the final version So when they kept it in, he was super pumped because it really highlights his ability as a drummer and uh, you know, I had I didn't know that either so I thought that was super duper cool <laughs> All right That is it my friends. That's blondie part four like I said, we might be saying goodbye to blondie at this point, but We can still listen to these tracks whenever we want. That's the beauty of music man. I wish everybody uh, a great rest of your day. We got uh, a whole evening of living life in the 80s coming up ahead of us. We got a pretty wicked set list ready to go. The band's going to play some songs. We're going to play some songs on the stereo. We're going to have a lot of people on the dance floor in costumes. We're going to be serving 80s cocktails. Just kidding. I just made that up. (laughs) We're going to be having some fun. I hope you have some fun too. Come back tomorrow for some more. Meet me again right here at the Treehouse Lounge. This is your buddy, Magic, the Safe Cracker, bringing you the real with the music. Talk to you again in less than 24 hours, kids. Each one teach one, baby. I will see you tomorrow. This is my 80s voice saying, Pace, 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 Pace.